my pleasure. So, I understood that once upon a time you had a rule, and that rule was that you would never play a crack addict. I'm wondering, what was it about Moonlight, this film, that, that made you break your rule? Um, so I was really reluctant to break my rule, actually, and I'm so grateful to my um, agents because they were the ones who said, okay, we know that you don't want to you know, play a crack addict, but please just at least speak to the director. And, um, and then I spoke to Barry, and he you know, told me that uh, my character, Paula, is based on an amalgamation of his mother's story and also Terrell Alvin McCraney, who um, originally came up with the story of Moonlight. So that's what persuaded me because I realized that basically Barry was asking me to play his mum and I knew that he would make sure that she didn't become a stereotype. Mm. And you shot the film over three days in front of a man whose uh, who's mother you are basically channeling. That could be quite an intense mental space, I imagine. How hard is that to get into? You know, what? I think it was really um, very, very lucky <laughs> that it was only three days for both Barry and for I, um, because I think it was really tough on both of us, but particularly for Barry. I think he didn't expect it to be so difficult, um, but I think it brought up a lot of memories for him. Um, But for me, it was, um, yeah, it was really tough to find Paula because I don't drink and I don't smoke um, and I certainly have never done any drugs. Um, So it was a real, um, you know, journey of discovery to find out where this, who this woman was, you know? We are talking to Naomi Harris, who stars in the new Golden Globe winning film, uh, Moonlight. And you've talked a little bit about how in order to play a character like Paula, who, as we've established, was a crack addict, you had to come over your own judgment of this woman. Talk me through what that involves. Um, So basically, I think that like any character that you play, you have to on some level fall in love with them. Um, or at least have deep compassion for them. So um, to find a character, you have to go on this journey of discovery about, okay, how did they get to this point? So for me, it was, how does Paula get to the point where she becomes an addict? How does she get to the point where she's so brutal to her son? Um, What's happened in her life? And what I discovered was that she didn't receive the love and the nurturing and the care that she needed as a child. And therefore, you know, she was, isn't able to give it to her son or to herself. You know, so much of the hatred that she um, plays out on her son or projects onto her son is really just self-hatred. Mm. We are talking about the new movie Moonlight, which has won the Golden Globe. And, and I just want to track back a little bit because we, we mentioned that you had a rule that you never wanted to play a crack addict. But what motivates that rule? Why did you put that in place in the first place? And I put it in place because when I was growing up, my mum was this amazingly inspirational woman. So she had me at 18 years old. Um, so she had to leave school and um, have me, and she raised me on her own. And, you know, I was raised on welfare. And, um, but my mum always said when I get to, um, when I became five years old, that she would go back to university. And she did. Um, after five years, she went back to university. I would go and, like, colour in um, in the corner of her lecture halls because there was, you know, she couldn't afford a babysitter. And um, she completely changed her life around and became a hugely successful writer. And she was surrounded by this community of women who were highly successful as well and um, independent and strong and intelligent and capable. And what I found fascinating as a child was that those women were not represented on screen. And so when I became an actress, I decided that I was going to make it my mission to ensure that I made my choices based on portraying positive images of women in general and also black women in particular. And so that's why 
I felt as though, you know, I drew the line at crack addiction. Has it been a hard rule to maintain? Have there been opportunities come up that were, were so it would have been incredibly enticing that would have changed the shape of your career had you, had you taken them? Not, not incredibly. There, I mean, there have been lots of offers, but I can't say that they've been incredibly enticing offers because, you know, usually they, they were the stereotypical kind of role and, you know, um, it, matched, it sort of entrenched my belief that I would always, you know, um, stick to my guns and not play a crack addict because when I saw those roles, they were so one-dimensional. They just didn't interest me. Mm. If you could change anything about Hollywood, the, the movie-making business, what would you change? Um, I think this new um, directing by committee. Yeah, how do you mean? So, there, you know, what I, I love about the process of making Moonlight and um, our production team, so we have A24 and Plan B who are responsible basically for financing um, this movie. And they've done it in such an, um, a unique way, which is what they believe is that you find a great filmmaker, you trust that filmmaker, and you provide them with resources and support to create their own vision, and you don't interfere with that vision. Um, and I think that's really unusual now because there's so much money involved in films um, it becomes kind of like the producer's got to say, the executive producer's got to say, the studio has to say. So you get a dilution of the director's vision, and I just don't think that that makes really impactful films. So I would love for that to change. Mm. We are talking to Naomi Harris. You've seen her in movies like Spectre and Pirates of the Caribbean. She's got a brand new film out, Moonlight, which just took away the Golden Globe for Best Drama. And I just wanted to track back very, very early on to how you got started in acting. I understand that uh, that process of losing yourself in characters and imagination, that actually has its origins in, in school. I was reading um, when, you were, when you were bullied. I'm wondering if you could take us back there to introduce us to that Naomi and how different she was from you today. Well, do you know what? It even starts earlier than that. And I don't really, I, you know, people always ask me to sort of explain, like, why did this develop, this passion for acting develop? And um, I really can't explain it because as a very young child, I was always entertaining people. Um, I'd always want to perform for them. And I'd spend hours in front of the mirror trying to make myself cry and pretending I was different people and doing different accents. And I just don't know where that was from because... It was never like I was obsessed with movies or movie stars or what have you. It was just this, this process of inhabiting someone else's skin that I really enjoyed. Um, and then it just kind of, that became more, um, this desire to kind of escape and go into this fantasy world um, developed even further when I was at school and I, and I was bullied at school. And so um, the only kind of joy that I really I found was in this imaginary world that I would create. Mm. It's funny you brought up accent because you obviously play an American in Moonlight, but you've done a gazillion different accents in movies over the years. Which was the hardest to get into, the, the hardest to wrap your mouth around, as it were? The hardest accent that I've probably done is um, when I was playing Winnie Mandela mm. in Long Walk to Freedom and doing the South African accent, yeah. And I think also because I knew that, you know, Winnie Mandela in, in South Africa is an icon to so many people and I knew that so many people's eyes would be on it and they would have a very attuned ear to what Winnie should sound like um, uh, because they've heard her so often. So I felt a lot of pressure to get that right and I did find that difficult. Of all the different roles you've played, who, which one changed you the most? There was a profoundly different Naomi that, that went into set that, that emerged at the end. I think, I think without a doubt, playing Paula has changed me the most. Um, 
because I learned so much more about the process and um, I've learned about a different way of being that I really knew nothing about. You know, I'm, I'm someone who doesn't drink alcohol, I don't smoke, um, I, I'm a, a bit of a health nut to be honest, so I had no, no idea at all about addiction. And so I had to go on this whole journey to understand what it means to be an addict, what's attractive about drugs, um, how someone is so incredibly brutal and seemingly hating of their own child. You know, um, those are things that I hadn't had to confront in my own life um, and I had no experience of whatsoever. So that journey has just helped me to, you know, expand my knowledge of what it means to be human and the human journey, and and also helped me to be a, a lot more, um, a lot less judgmental as well. Has she been hard to let go of, Paula, as a character for you? Very easy to let go of. <laughs> yeah, I think because I, you know, stayed in her skin intensely for just those three days. Mm. Um, I think I just kind of exercised her, and then I was able to, you know, I went back onto the Spectre tour. So that's right, because you, you, those three days are only because you could find time while you were out promoting the the last James Bond movie. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's incredible that you can fit an entire film in three days. Different worlds. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, 2016 represents 10 years since you were nominated for Rising Star at the BAFTA Awards. And I'm wondering if you could go back and talk to that Naomi back in 2006. What would you tell her about what your life has become? My gosh. Um, I'd say it's crazy <laughs> and, you know, unbelievable. And uh, particularly this year is really... It's, it's almost too much going on to kind of take it in, really. Um, but the main thing I'd want to tell my kind of 10 years, uh, uh, myself sort of 10 years um, ago, is I'd say enjoy the journey more and worry less because everything just works out. And the more you worry, actually, um, the less helpful it is. Like, life takes care of you, you know? you just got to allow it to. Were you particularly anxious at that time of your life? Is a lot of when you get nominated for something like that, it's filled with a lot of promise and and potential. Can it be stifling a little bit? I think um, it wasn't a sort of you know I wasn't anxious or worried, but I was very uh, controlling. You know, I find it I'm very self determining. So I sort of have a mission, I set myself goals, and I achieve them, and it's to the exclusion of everything else. I think the the wonderful thing about that I've learned from working with Barry is how inclusive he is and responsive he is to the present moment. Um, and I think that is the best way to live life. Have your goals, but also know that actually nature and life may offer you something more beautiful than you could possibly have imagined. Um, and, you know, my decision to play Paula is a prime example of that. Yeah, I had my you know, mission, which was I'm only going to portray positive images of um, women, so I'm not going to play a crack addict. But actually, it's the role of Paula of playing a crack addict that has taught me the most, helped me grow as a performer the most, um, and got me, you know, the most recognition in my career so far. Mm. All right, Naomi Harris, thank you so much, and congratulations for the success of the film so far. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. The pleasure was entirely mine. Now, you go off and you win yourself an Oscar, all right? I'll try my best. You do that. (laughs) Naomi Harris, thank you so much. Naomi Harris is, uh, you can see her in the brand new movie Moonlight, uh, which opens very soon. It did just win the Golden Globe for Best Drama. This is Summer Mornings with me, Mark Fennell, on ABC Radio Sydney, ABC Radio Canberra and ABC Radio New South Wales.